I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today are two representatives from the Newcastle County Reads Program, Catherine Wimberly, the Newcastle County Libraries Programs and Services Coordinator, and Pat Birchenall, the Library Manager at the Newark Library. Welcome, Catherine and Pat. Thank, Thank you. you. So glad to have you joining us today. The Newcastle County Reads Program has a history, uh, we were talking uh, before we went on the air, goes back to 2005, so it's about 15 years old now. Uh, Pat, why don't you give us a little history of the program, how it got started, and sort of how it's grown over time. Sure, sure. The Newcastle County Reads uh, Program is a countywide reading and discussion program sponsored by the library system, and it, it encourages everyone to read the same book and then talk about it. Um, the idea of Newcastle County Reads came from a program called One Book, One Community, which was started in Seattle in the late 1990s by a well-known librarian named Nancy Pearl. And it was so popular that other libraries around the country began to pick up this idea. Uh, and at the same time, book groups uh, began to increase in popularity and people were meeting in homes, cafes, churches, and so on. So um, we uh, decided to reach out to book groups to help raise awareness of the Newcastle County Reads program that we were developing. And that has given us a real base of audience who uh, are excited to come every year. They spread the word by telling their friends and other book groups about the program. So that, that's how we really got started back in 2005. In 2010, we were able to actually bring an author for the first time, and we've been able to continue that each year. So is, is this program targeting uh, adult readers primarily? Generally, it targets adult readers. We do try to find books which um, maybe have a, a youth companion book or a mm -hmm. teen companion mm -hmm. book or maybe appropriate for teens so that some high schools can join in the program and offer the book to their students. Mm -hmm. So do you find participants not only coming from book clubs or book groups, reading groups, but also just individuals? Oh, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's turn to sort of the structure of the program, uh, Catherine or Pat, I don't know who wants to talk about that. Um, this, the program is um, runs in the early, in the winter and spring each year. Uh, we announce the title of the book, which has been selected, uh, so that people start can have time to begin reading. Um, Book groups register with us, and we're able to send them out updates through our uh, email distribution and through publicity on our library website. Uh, book groups are held in each library, so we offer a way for anyone to get involved with reading and discussing the title. And then we know that right now over 150 book groups have registered with us for their own groups that meet in their homes or other locations. Uh, we had offer some related programming uh, during the spring, um, and, and then the highlight 
is really the author talk, which is in the late spring. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, presumably, everybody participating is reading the book. How are the books made available, or how do how do the the book groups or the individuals participating in this get access to the books? We do have a program in which we offer a limited number of books to the book groups who register with us. So uh, that that is one of the, the perks of registering for the program. Mm-hmm. We also have copies available in our library system in all formats, regular print, large print, audio, e-books, e-audio. So they are available for people to check out. And then, of course, we know that our, our local bookstores are another source as well as our online bookstores mm-hmm. for people to purchase the, the title. We make sure that any book we choose is available in paperback. Mm-hmm. So no one has to go out and purchase a hardback copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever use a book that's available, uh, an e-book? Oh, yes. Okay. We make sure that we can uh, have e-book availability on our library's ebook system, as well as through some of the um, uh, channels like Audible, Amazon, and so on. Okay. Now, you're both members of the Newcastle County Reads Committee. Uh, Catherine, what's your role on that committee? So, I uh, we all sort of work collaboratively. We begin by looking through books that we might want to mm-hmm. offer. Uh, and narrowing down our choices. It's a it's quite a process because there are so many great books out there. Uh, and then I help coordinate. Uh, you know, we work with a great team who does publicity um, to create marketing materials, to get the word out, um, to actually get the books to the book groups is quite a major feat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone plays a really active role. So so you must be in conversation with publishers because I would imagine you need quite a large quantity of these books. Is that correct? Uh that's right. We have we work with a literary agent okay. to secure the services of the author. Okay. And they also help us in getting the books. Mm-hmm. Now, how many people participate in this program? Uh, I assume that's grown over time. So w- what does that number look like? Uh, we, In terms of book groups who register yeah. with us, yeah. this year I think we have so far 163 book groups registered with about 1,400 members. Wow. Uh, 1,400 collectively. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's and quite we, impressive. We also have um, our library book groups that uh, offer a program to anybody who wants to come. Mm-hmm. But, of course, many of the people who come to the author event may have just read the book on their own. Um, the author events can host anywhere from, say, 600 to 1,500 people. Hmm. Now, where do these library groups reside? Do, do they meet regularly at local libraries? Yes, yeah, so most of the groups, uh, libraries have book groups that meet at the libraries. And so when Newcastle County uh, Reads comes up with their selection for that year, we let the libraries know, and they look at their calendar and work with the book group to decide when exactly their group is going to read it prior to that April author event. Okay. Let, let's turn to the, um, the book selection itself. How, who, who selects the book for any particular year? 
Um, we take suggestions hmm. from the public. We as the committee, uh, the, the committee, the Newcastle right? Committee. Uh, okay. It it uh, the committee is is really the central point of mm -hmm. um, working on the selection process. We do take suggestions from the public throughout the year. We speak with literary agents who have a good feel for authors who are um, hot right now, mm -hmm. authors who are have availability in their schedule or who like to speak. Mm -hmm. Some authors don't uh, don't enjoy public speaking or mm -hmm. their schedule is such that they just can't do it. Mm -hmm. um, we have a team of library staff who read books throughout the year, review them, and make suggestions. Those, um, Some of the suggestions are then passed on to other people in the library system for other review, as well as to our library advisory board, which is a a board made up of community members, mm -hmm. and they also provide input. And final selection is made and reviewed by uh, our county uh, community services department administration. Mm -hmm. in, in addition to considerations of the moment or the year, uh, d is there any kind of calculus in determining or trying to select a, a novel uh, that is different from previous novels, or yeah, I, I, I'm thinking long term. Do do you take a look at what previous books have been selected to try and provide some kind of variety, or or how does that factor into the consideration? It definitely factors into the consideration. <clears throat> Newcastle County Library serves a very diverse community, and we are very aware of that. So when we look at books. We are trying to find books that might introduce a community to maybe a culture or a history they not, may not be as familiar with. Uh, and we, we try to find a diverse book selection. So maybe one year we have something that is more of a history nonfiction book. So the next year we might pick something a little bit different just so that there's always something unique to keep bringing people back into the program mm -hmm. and finding something new about the program. Mm -hmm. Well, we've been talking in generalities up until now, but I want to get into the specifics of this year's Newcastle County Reads. But first, let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guests in the studio today are Catherine Wimberly, the Newcastle County Library's Programs and Services Coordinator, and Pat Birchenall, the Library Manager of Newark Library, and both members of the Newark, Newcastle County reads committee uh let's let's get into this year's book uh which is uh, uh i have it right here pachinko by min jin lee uh let's let's talk about the book itself and then uh the author min jin lee and the upcoming event on april 23rd at 7 p.m at the chase center first a little bit about the book pachinko so uh, Pachinko is a best-selling book by Min Jin Lee. It's an epic tale that chronicles the lives of four generations of a poor, proud Korean immigrant family and their fight to control their destinies while exiled from a homeland they never knew. The novel opens up actually with an arranged marriage between Huni, who is a man who is born with a cleft palate and a twisted foot, and Yang Jin. And the two have a daughter, Sunja, who is their pride and joy. And it's really Sunja's story that propels the, the 
the book. Uh, as a teenager, Sunja meets and falls in love with a suave older man. When she falls pregnant, she discovers um, that this man, Ko Han Su, is actually already married. So reeling from the betrayal, she refuses to be bought and resolves to never see him again. Her pregnancy threatens to bring disgrace to her family, but Sunja is saved um, when a young Christian minister offers to marry her and immigrate to Osaka, Japan. It's her decision to reject her son's powerful father that sets off the dramatic saga. Uh, she leaves her family and everything that is familiar behind, and she and her new husband find a world of hardships and hostility. She discovers that ethnic Koreans living in Japan are treated as the other. They live in impoverished communities and are only hired for menial jobs. Uh, the novel essentially traces their struggle from Japanese-occupied Korea through World War II, through the Korean War, the partition, and into Japan in the 1980s. It's very richly told, and it's profoundly moving. It's, it's the story of love and sacrifice, of ambition and loyalty. Um, it takes you from street markets to the halls of pre prestigious Japanese universities into the pachinko parlors of the criminal underworld. And Lee's characters <clears throat> survive and thrive against an indifferent arc of history. It's just a beautiful book and honestly just such a quick read. You, mm. you really, I picked it up in the early afternoon and all of a sudden I looked up and realized, oh, you know, it's, it's time to make dinner and I've, I've left a, a close friend. Um, hmm. by the time the book was over. I'm curious, totally off track, was this book selected by the committee prior to the Korean film Parasite being selected for the Best Picture Oscar? I am pleased to say that it was. We've been planning this for quite a long time, so it is a happy coincidence, um, but it is it is a fantastic book. Yeah. So uh, how, how long of a novel is it? You say it's a quick read. So, it you know, page-wise, it seems like a longer novel. I believe it's about 450 or so pages. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I really picked it up, and you just become so invested in the characters. And Lee has this way of writing in this rich manner that, you know, the story just keeps propelling, and you can't put it down because you realize World War II is about to break out. Allies are invading, and it's just things like that. It just moves the narrative so so quickly that I was able to read it all in one afternoon. Mm. And I think that's the feedback that we've gotten from a lot of our community members. Mm. And the the book is has great detail. Uh, and in hearing an interview that Min Jin Lee did, I believe with NPR a few years ago, she said that she could footnote almost every sentence. Hmm. She did so much research, particularly in Japan, mm -hmm. right, um, mm -hmm. to uh, create that rich text. She was living in Japan from 2007 to 2011 as she researched and wrote that book. And as Pat says, you can, you can tell it really shines through hmm. the whole novel. 
Interesting. Now, uh, Minjin Lee will be coming to Delaware uh, on April 23rd for a special event at the Chase Center. Let's talk about that. Sort of, I assume that's kind of the culminating activity of this year's Newcastle County Reads. Let's talk. That's right. Let's hear about the details of that. Okay. Uh, she will be speaking, as you said, on Thursday, April 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Chase Center. The program is free and open to everyone. No registration is needed. The doors open uh, by 6.15. We will have um, books for sale, and uh, there will be some other information there from Newcastle County uh, of some of our programs and services. After the talk, she will be doing a book signing. People can bring their own books or they can purchase a book on the spot. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. For the person who, and I'm not suggesting people not read the book, but for those who haven't had a chance yet to read the book by April 23rd, would they benefit from attending this event? Oh, absolutely. The author talks are very informative and engaging. Um, and, you know, there's also the nice chance that the audience members have for a brief Q&A afterwards. Um, I definitely know of a couple of attendees last year who hadn't quite finished the book yet, but still really enjoyed the author talk. So I would not let that stand in your way of attending. Now, how can people find out about the event and where it is and what time and all that sort of thing? So we have all of the information on our website. So if you go to nccde.org slash libraries, you'll find a link to the Newcastle County Reads page. But of course, you can contact any local library and we'll be able to give you all of that information as well. And I see from that website that you also list uh, books that have been featured in previous years. So it really provides a a great reading list if you're wondering about which novel do I want to read, which book do I want to read next. There's there's a, a recommended listing right there. Now, I also noticed from your website that prior to April 23rd, there is just a slew of opportunities to participate in discussion groups about the book. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. We do have uh, discussion programs happening at all of our libraries, and that information is available on the Newcastle County Libraries website. Um, so even if you haven't finished the book, come to a book discussion program because you can, you can learn so much from listening to other people's uh, perspectives on the story. So you don't need to have read the full novel before you coming you to one of the discussion groups. No, you don't have to. Do you run the risk of uh, a spoiler alert? <laughs> there, There's always that, that yes. risk. We can't guarantee anything. But as Pat said, you really do get a lot from listening to other people's perspectives. Just in our own small group, listening to what different committee members got from the novel is, is very illuminating. Now, are these facilitated discussions? or They're facilitated by a staff person who each library has a book group or more than one, mm-hmm. and they are run by staff members. So though they facilitate it, there is ample time for everyone to talk. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Minjin Lee, you mentioned, uh, Catherine, that she, or Pat, I forget which one, mentioned that she had done an NPR interview some time ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I assume she's a Korean-American? That's correct. So she was actually born in Seoul, South Korea, okay. and immigrated to New York with her family in about 1976. Okay. Uh, she went to Yale and majored in history, where she won an award for uh, the Henry Wright Prize for nonfiction and the James Ashman Veach Prize for uh, fiction. She attended law school at Georgetown University and was actually uh, worked as a lawyer for several years in New York before becoming a writer full time. Um, I think I mentioned that she lived in Tokyo while she was researching this book, which is actually her second novel. Um, she's currently, um, as of 2019, living in New York, where she's working on American Hagwon, which is the third of her dysphoria novel of Korean, of the Korean series, as she calls it. Okay. So this novel, Pachinko, I'm assuming is fiction. Yes. But it is rich with social history and ethnography and just a tremendous amount of research. Absolutely. It really, through her characters, even though it's fiction, it really touches the effects of poverty, abuse, war, suicide, and the accumulation of wealth and the effect that has on generations. And as as you mentioned, and as a former history teacher, I'm fascinated by this. Right. I, I think how unaware many of us are of the distinctions between the Asian groups, the Japanese, the Chinese, the Koreans, and, and that they make those distinctions as well. And it sounds like that comes out yeah, in this novel. It's a very startling thing to read, I think, in the book, just how even Japan in the 1980s was very separate in in how they considered um, people who'd immigrated from Korea years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, once more, we have about 30 seconds left. How can people find out more about the Newcastle County Reads program and this year's book selection, Pachinko, by... I lost I lost my notes here, Minjin Lee. <laughs> so they can, of course, go to our website, nccde.org slash libraries, There they'll find a link for the Newcastle County Reads uh, page, and on that page they'll find information on all the different programs that we have coming up uh, and the author event itself, as well as last year's previous reads. And, of course, you can contact any local library to find out more. And with that, we have to sign off. Catherine Wimberly and Pat Birchanel, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you.